How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are locked on Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Harrison Fagan. I'd say, I, I guess I can't really say as always, right? Because I wasn't here for, for Monday's show. Harrison, thanks for holding you, it down you, with your dad. You are always joined by me, but our guests are not always joined by you. There you go. Yeah. So, Except for the show's shows that I... Uh, you, you cut out, but we're we're off to a great start. Just an, just another just another banner start. At some point, we won't have to to talk about the starts that we have. But at the point, we'll have a good intro. Yeah. Hey, speaking of starts, uh, the Lakers starters got run off the floor tonight by the Denver Nuggets. We are recording this on Monday night. The Lakers played a preseason basketball game against a Denver Nuggets team that some have in the playoffs most have in the playoffs it just kind of depends on how they come together i feel like they have three too many players um and the lakers have three too few players so yeah yeah, it was weird when they played eight on two tonight and that was strange there were moments where the ball was moving around where denver was moving the ball around and, and you legitimately were like how is anybody gonna guard gary harris i mean i know it's jordan clarkson guarding him and so it I, I tweeted this out. I, I handled the Lakers uh, outsiders account tonight. And I said that like the best way to get a bucket in the NBA is to dribble at Jordan Clarkson, have Jordan Clarkson's guy float down to the corner and then force Clarkson to make a decision. And more often than not, he's probably just going to run around in circles and eventually assume the fetal position while his guy hits a corner three pointer. He's going rover coach. <laughs> Gary Harris was just like, Jordan, 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 I'm over here. I'm going to make this. But I'm I'm over here. Just just future for future reference. You're gonna to want to stay by me. You want to, on defense. You want to stand by. You think guy. he was hitting him with the MJ, and he was just letting him know what he was gonna was gonna. Or Larry Bird used to do that, and yeah. let it, just letting him know what he was gonna do, and then then just do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were they were jogging up the court, and Harris would tell Clarkson, "Hey, uh, Jamal Murray's gonna break off whoever whoever is guarding him." They're going to dribble into the middle. You're going to be standing there in the middle. And what's going to happen is I'm going to float down to the corner. I'm going to make a three. And while I'm making a three, you're going to be talking to Luke about what you should have done there that you didn't actually do. This is going to be fun. Oh, yep. It just happened. There there, there it was. It. Ah, you know what? It just happened right now. The game ended and, and Gary Harris just made another wide open three. So that was interesting. With Anthony, Anthony, honestly, the Lakers, the Lakers have bigger concerns, I think, than Jordan Clarkson's defense. 
And I, I, I know normally we don't really start the show with this, but I do have a hot take and I feel like we should probably just like get it out of the way. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do that hot take, but before we get to that, make sure you're following the show on Audio Boom, iTunes, TuneIn Stitcher, <laughs> Today's Fast Break, Alexa, and Spotify. I almost I almost said that one site that I shouldn't be saying anymore. But uh Harrison, let's get this hot take. All right, Anthony, we were hoodwinked, honestly. We were led astray, bamboozled, things of that nature. The Lakers drafted a big baller bust and tried to tell us that he was the point guard of the future, and he only takes six shots in a game. Talk about a lack of Mamba mentality, Anthony. I mean, that's not what that's not what the Lakers are used to seeing from their superstars. So luckily, the team drafted Kyle Kuzma, who is the real future of the Lakers, okay? Because this guy... He's out here. He's getting buckets. He's actually a valuable player. He's contributing as a rookie and exposing the lie that young players can't contribute to a winning team. And, you know, Lonzo's out here. He's walking around promoting himself. He's talking about balling the family. Kuzma's just here to ball, Anthony. He's just here to ball. And I I think he has to start. Actually, I think, honestly, he might need to be the only starter that the Lakers have because I've never seen him lose a game when he's playing one on five. Have you seen him lose a game when he's playing one on five, Anthony? I haven't seen him play a game playing one on five. You have not seen him lose a game one on five. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's technically true, but I'm just, I'm yeah, answering it's the factually, question. It passes fact check. Honestly, I, I think this makes the Russell trade worth it, Anthony. You get rid of Disnichelo Bustle, clear off Team of Crap Mozgov, and get the best player in the NBA. We'd be talking about executive of the year for Rob Palinka if he didn't get the Lakers the biggest tampering fine of all time and waste their second pick on a coward who's afraid of the preseason. So... I, Anthony, I, I, the Lakers need to make a move here. They need to get rid of Lonzo Bust while his stock is still high and focus on rebuilding around Kuzma. Harrison out. Wait, let's 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 run this back here a second. Let's let's pump the brakes here a second. For those of you who are are new to the show for for whatever reason, uh, that was Harrison's hot takes. It's a lot of satire, just to let everybody know, right, Harrison? That's satire. Yeah, that was that was. Well, was very good tonight. I, for one, am new overlord. <laughs> um, all right, so I you said you said that the Lakers should make a move, and I was following, and then and then you said and move Lonzo Bustle or Lonzo Ball. Is it uh, Lonzo Ball? Lonzo Bust? We got to figure. I, it I, out. The, the hot take Harrison called him Lonzo Bust. Yes. All right, Lonzo Bust is all right. So I don't think they should they should move Lonzo Ball. But I don't I, know, man. While the stock's still high, you, I, you rebuild around Kuzma. But I do think they should move one of Larry Nance Jr. or, or Julius Randle. Okay, that's that's actually that's interesting. I mean, we've kind of known that that something like that's probably coming, to be honest. But like, I, I, I Kuzma's development is definitely accelerating. I think that type of move, and I'm still. You can tell I'm trying to recover my voice from that <laughs> performance. <laughs> I don't know how Tom Thibodeau does it, but um, yeah, no, Kuzma it was he was really really good tonight, and he basically like helped bring the Lakers back into it. And he's been really good in the first two preseason games. And like part of me, because I'm a natural skeptic who hates things that are fun, wants to like be you know like the NBA is going to figure him out, and they will. They'll figure out some flaws in his game. They'll figure out ways to defend him better. But I don't see how he doesn't 
like just based off of what I've seen right now, I don't see how he doesn't massively outperform his draft stock. Now, whether or not that means continuing to play like this or continuing on the career trajectory that we'd expect from a rookie playing this well, I don't know that, you know, I I don't know what exactly is going to happen from here, but most 27th overall picks are not playing this well right from the jump. And he's been amazing. And it's actually funny. He actually might end up kicking out the last 27th overall pick the Lakers have had to uh, to outperform his draft stock. So they, they have good luck with that spot. So here's, here's the thing, and it's only two games. So everything that we say about these, you know, tonight's game, Saturday's game, all of this comes with a huge neon sign disclaimer saying that this is only two preseason games that we are reacting to. Uh, that's, I think, the only way to draw definitive conclusions about basketball. <laughs> just, just so that everybody is clear, this is this is. Only yeah, we can only go off of what we yeah, see, and we could is... throw we we could throw caveats in there, but uh, like ultimately, we just we have to kind of call it like we see it, and. You know, like I, I'm I'm obviously kidding when I say that the Lakers should trade Lonzo Ball. I definitely don't think that. But uh, I do think that Kuzma's legit. Like he looks like he is for real. And the other thing too that that so it's it's tough because it's a two sided coin when you're in when you're analyzing the situation. On one side, you say it's it, you know, I had a whole bunch of people telling me and I have had a whole bunch of people telling me that Kuzma offers more upside than Randall. We we might know what Randall might be. Uh, moving forward, this, that, and the other, to which I say, actually, Julius Randle is a few years younger than Kyle Kuzma, right? So that's one side of the coin where— Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious right no. now. I, I'm ashamed a little bit. I did not realize this. Kyle Kuzma is 22 years old, so that, that, that should be— Wait, are you talking about Randle? Yeah, Julius Randle. What did I say? Randle's like 23. Julius Randle, when I Googled it, says he turns 22 in November. I'll Google it again. Julius Randle age. Wow. Yeah, so he's, okay. he's, we're, he's... We're learning things on Locked On Lakers today. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't realize that. I guess it makes sense based on how long he was in college, but okay. All right. So that's the... There's your Locked On Lakers fact of the day. <laughs> that people, I should not admit like, that I didn't Yeah, know. people were completely mind blown when I, when I tweeted that out from Lakers Outsiders tonight. Uh, but that's but look yeah. on one on one hand on one hand what I'm saying what I'm saying there kind of supports playing Randall or, or looking at Kyle Kuzma differently when it comes to comparing him to Randall right you can't you can't necessarily point to untapped potential based on age there right but on the other because Kuzma is 22 and he has maybe a few years less development that you would normally be able to point to with your typical rookie entering the NBA, you kind of say, well, you got to use the guy while he can, while, while he's still young, you can mold him as much as you can while he's still young to see how this all works out. My thing is, look, we have, we have Julius Randle, who I think I'd still point to as the most talented all around player of the three of the guys that we're talking about here between Larry Nance Jr., Kyle Kuzma, and Julius Randle, I'd still I'd still give Randle a slight edge because he can do more than just score. Now, part of that is kind of the legs are cut out from under him because of this uh, strategy that the Lakers are employing where 
he gets a rebound and he immediately finds Lonzo Ball. I think that's kind of frustrating having seen it in a couple games now. But at the end of the day, if you aren't going to use Randall maybe to his fullest extent by by cutting his legs out from under him, as I just mentioned a second ago, maybe maybe it makes sense to get as many shooters because really Lonzo Ball doesn't provide scoring. He's not a scoring threat. He he's almost selfishly unselfish to to certain degrees and he needs as many guys out there who can score alongside him and when you have somebody like randall who can't shoot from the outside ingram who still after hearing about all the tweaks he's made to a shot and, and his shot does look slightly different isn't a scorer uh kcp isn't a one-on-one scorer brooke lopez is you know is good offensively so why not why not utilize somebody like Kyle Kuzma out there to give Lonzo one more shooter out there and then and then let Julius Randle do his thing with second units and and honestly he would rip apart most second units. He's that talented a player, but if he isn't going to be used to his fullest extent, then what are you even trying to do there? Yeah, I uh... Kuzma, it's almost like it's not even just that he's a good shooter, it's just that he's a lightning quick and willing shooter too. He just like there's no hesitation. This guy like it, it's cliche, but he doesn't look like a rookie at all. Like he looks way more confident than that. And he look like he's and I think that's as much of it anything is why he's having success. And yeah, I mean, I'm starting to think he like I kind of always thought that he'd be in the starting lineup by the end of the year just because they'd take a look at it because he's their pick and he's like their guy that this new front office brought in. That's the other thing worth pointing out is that he is their guy. Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Larry Nance Jr., they aren't. Yeah, and so I I thought that we'd get a look at him in the starting lineup by the end of the year, but I hate to overreact to two preseason games, but he looks like he might get there sooner rather than later. Like, he's been really good, and how well he plays with and without Lonzo has been kind of amazing to me. Right, I, I... Like you said, it's it, you don't want to overreact to two preseason games. And like I said a second ago, everything that we say has this huge disclaimer over everything that we're saying. But again, he's 22. He is, he is, you don't have, I think you maybe have what, two years of, of actual development before you kind of figure out what he is at that point. He isn't like a Brandon Ingram where you kind of have to just, you kind of have to take these lumps and see what maybe he becomes maybe a year or two from now. And as frustrating as that's going to be, frankly, like that's my answer to everybody is, look, you can try to, you could, you can ship him out with, with Luol Deng and try to get rid of that contract, which a lot of people are telling me that the Lakers should do. But, but you can't make this a habit of sending out top-end lottery talent just to make up for past mistakes before they fully develop. That's a great way to look back on what could have been with your franchise and, and, and say, whoop, that was a mistake. But to get back to this Kuzma-Randall thing, it just, see, it just seems to make sense. Beyond, beyond overreactions and all of these things, it just seems to make sense. You get the guy who is really good at shooting and helps space the floor for your creative point guard. You put him there, and, and when he gets a rebound, he finds Lonzo Ball, and the team runs down the court together. And you have this other guy who is insanely creative for his position, and you let him run that second unit. I mean, we saw how great that worked out with Lamar Odom. Like we've already been there. Luke Walton played on those teams. I, I don't know why this is taking so much thought. 
Well, I think some of it is Randall has standing there. And, you know, I, I think it's just like the biggest thing that this said, more so than the Kuzma versus Randall, like all of this, because that's not going to be decided today. Like that's going to be, I, I think Randall's going to hold on to that for a little bit longer as the incumbent. And I think that we need to see a little bit more from Kuzma before we just declare him the power forward of the future. But the, what tonight and what the other night did emphasize to me is that as much as anything, the Lakers need defense. And, I, I mean, they're not going to fix that this year. But the second thing that they need most is, like, they need a guy that can score and go get a shot. And Pete and I kind of talked about this on the last podcast, but it, it just it kind of goes back to the Russell thing. Like, they need somebody else that can go get their own shot right now because Alonzo doesn't want to do it. KCP's not that guy. Brandon Ingram is not that guy yet. And I guess, like, Pete and I ta- also talked about that there's an argument to be made for Brandon Ingram – kind of getting this opportunity this year to fail in that role just to kind of build up the reps at doing it and learn how to do it better. But they they need another they need all the scoring that they can get. And Kuzma again is like another guy that provides that and that can at least go out and like get a bucket at times. Yeah, they they, they just they, they need scores. I mean uh Hannah Kulik tweeted it out and and sometimes the most succinct points are the ones that stick the most. The Lakers Well and that's why I mean that's that almost is what brought me back to the D'Angelo thing is I quote tweeted it. And it's like one of the most polarizing tweets I've ever sent based on my mentions is that I just said, like, just wait till D'Angelo gets back from injury. Right. <laughs> right. I, the Lakers, uh, turns out he was a DNP traded. So <laughs> it would be great. Like if you could just hit an undo button, it would be fun. Although the, these lineups at the, like Brooke Lopez literally would be impossible KCP would probably also be impossible. So, but I, I think uh, I wanted to touch on Brandon Ingram really quickly um, because he seems to he seems to simultaneously get the most angry reactions on both sides of it. Right. So, like if I if I point out the fact the fact it's a fact that Brandon Ingram since he's come to the NBA has been garbage for much longer than he has been good, right? Like, that's just a fact. The sample sizes play out that way. And yet, while I say that, uh, you you have the one side who is willing to agree and ship him out as part of of, of whatever it takes to move Luol Deng's contract or whatever whatever those, you know, the people on that faction of Lakers Twitter may think. But on the other side of it, you have the people who are the most aggressively saying we should be cautious. I'm, I don't think we'll ever have a player more polarizing league-wide than Kobe. But in Lakers Twitter, it's pretty tough to find somebody who will ignite a discussion faster than Brandon Ingram. Actually, I, I disagree. That's still Julius Randle to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> but, like, Lakers Twitter just likes to argue, man. Like, every everybody likes to argue. Everybody has a point, and they feel like they're right. And, like, that's just that, – that, honestly, that's just Twitter. But, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the Ingram thing. There are a lot of people that – and I would agree with this. I think the Lakers need to wait and see on this guy because, he again, he's still – like he only just turned 20. And, the, you know, they use the number two pick on him. And even though that was a past front office regime, they still need to wait a little bit and give Ingram a chance to kind of go out there and play this role a little bit longer than like two preseason games. Yeah. And look- but by that same token, 
it, it, I don't think it's out of line to say that he hasn't been good yet, but I also don't think that that is equal to he will never be good or he there's no chance that he's going to be good. I think that he's he's going to need to learn and he's going to have to take some lumps and maybe he'll never get there, but I think it's too soon to decide whether or not he ever will. I, I Everything that you said is 100% on point. I'm just... Like if Brandon Ingram wasn't the second overall pick, would Laker fans care about him at all right now? No, and that's what I mean. I, I thought I thought Pete made a really good point when he said that if Kyle Kuzma was a well, that's a, the, the Lakers fans cared about Anthony Brown. So I mean, like I they probably know. care, it did, but it I don't think that it would be as militant as it is now. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't lose all that much sleep when Anthony Brown didn't work out. Like it, it just, you didn't. Many people did. Well. If you're losing sleep over Anthony Brown, then, then then honestly, that's on you. And look, a lot of this has to do with Laker fans never really having been here before. Like, and, and Ingram's Ingram shown more than Anthony Brown to be yes, to be completely yeah, to make. I'm just making like that's just a comparison of like yeah. you know like I, I don't th- I think it's, it's not a basketball comparison. It's a situation comparison. Yeah, people would still care about Brandon Ingram if he was not the number two pick. They wouldn't care as much, and it wouldn't be as kind of militaristic in that like voicing like no you can't say anything bad about him yet look all i all i'm it's it's just it's hard for me to move off of the point that i don't i still don't know what he's going to be like this was this was some of the issue that i had with julius randall what what is julius randall's ceiling what is brandon ingram's ceiling right now right now we we have no idea and it's exciting and it's fun to think about what both of those guys could be or 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 you know with julius randall a lot more people are saying this is what he is whatever but with brandon ingram he is still one of the youngest players in the league despite being a sophomore at this point it's just it's hard for me to figure out how somebody with his tangibles can make so little impact if he isn't scoring and and when he isn't scoring it's just it's just look it looks awkward and it looks ineffective he just uh, maybe he figures it out and and, and you know. I, I do want to say the Lakers as a whole looked more confident and more comfortable tonight and Ingram overall throughout the two preseason games looks far more comfortable than he did at, at all really last season honestly I want what I want like he's not playing well but he looks comfortable what I want from this coaching staff more than anything is to have Mark Madsen just get just get in Brandon Ingram's face at all times and be like, no, you 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 want to slow down right now, but you have to pick up, you know, you have to get back to that pace. Because there were moments, especially early in the game, where he was playing with a lot more pace, he was playing a lot more forcefully, and I was I just asked, do I I, I was wondering if maybe he could keep that up as the game went on and as he got more tired, and lo and behold, he couldn't right. And so maybe it's a conditioning thing, maybe it's a uh, consistent aggression thing, whatever it might be. The doomsday thing, the doomsday situation here is that he doesn't figure it out. And the Lakers thought of him as untouchable in these Paul George trades. Russell Westbrook has taken that extension. Paul George is looking around and saying, wow, this small market was able to, to keep Russell Westbrook to get me, to get Carmelo Anthony. And this doomsday scenario where Brandon Ingram doesn't develop, the Lakers don't get Paul George. If they don't get Paul George, it's hard to it's hard to see them getting LeBron. And now, now what? 
<laughs> Everybody just kind of looks around and says, well, this didn't no, work out. It's, I mean, you talked about how he's exciting because he's unknown. And I think the the thing with this is that, like, the best way to sum this up is that mystery bot, like, mystery packages are exciting. Like, mystery, like, uh, like a, like a gift, a gift box or whatever. It's, like, exciting. You don't, you don't know what's going to be in it. And then it's, it's really, really exciting. It could be anything. And then you open it up and it's a pair of socks, you know? And I don't think that Brandon Ingram is, like, a pair of crappy socks. Like, I think, I think he, there's still a very good chance he turns into a very good player. But there's also the chance that, you know, he, he's not, uh, he, he's not like the Christmas gift that you were looking for. And he's like some, he's some wool socks. Yeah. I, I honestly, at this point, I, I'd be okay with a, a league average player. That's the, my, my base. Yeah. But for, you overreact to everything. Well, I, I do. I do. But, <laughs> well, I do. But look, it, it's again, it's hard for me to move off of the point. And I, I've, I've, this will be the second time repeating it now, but he wasn't good for four fifths of last season. Yeah. And like, that, that's absolutely fair. And, and, well, like three fifths. He was, he was, he was good in Vegas, which was great to see. And he was good. After the All Star break last year, he was pretty good. So, like, that's like two fifths of the season. Okay. So, three fifths, but more than half of last season, he was, he was not good. And, like, yeah dreadful and then a hundred percent of this preseason he hasn't been good but it's two preseason well he he had you know i'd say he was okay for like half of the first quarter until it looked like he got tired and he stopped attacking the way he was attacking early on and and look he's young so i'm i'm sorry for those who are listening and it's just like anthony keeps going back and forth on this stuff but this is this is how nuance works you talk yourself into points you talk yourself out of points um you can I, never say Anthony was wrong because he took both sides. <laughs> I am like my I am just straddling this fence and is not comfortable. But I I he looked okay when he was when he was attacking. And when you're as young as Brandon Ingram was, and he's playing against a grown ass man in Wilson Chandler, and he's and he's surrounded by, you know, Lonzo is the only player, I think, on the Lakers who was younger than him. Right, so if for a kid to go out there and, and be this attacker and and be expected to be the the Lakers' leading scorer when he's surrounded by guys who are older and or more talent or better basketball players than he is right now, uh, it it's a lot to it's a lot to put on a kid. So we'll see what it looks like when Brook Lopez gets there because I think he'll help. Ingram was dribbling into a bunch of 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 cluster tonight because Zubats refuses to leave the the key. And he also had Julius Randle out there, and people laugh at him when he leaves the key. Uh, but it, you know, if if it doesn't continue to improve, there there is that doomsday scenario out there that that is it's impossible for me to just overlook and and act like it isn't a possibility. Yeah, no, it, it's certainly possible. But I, I mean, again, I just I, I don't think that we can know that after like it, it's only been a year, and we see this stuff happen where guys just they don't play that well to start their careers and then they end up coming on later because they adjust to the NBA and they figure like something clicks you would, and they make some type of adjustment. You would agree then that it would be a mistake to trade him with Luol Deng to get rid of that yes, contract? Yes, e- even, though, even though I joked about that on the last show, yes, I do agree that that would be a mistake right now. Yeah, I would, I would agree too. Just, just as, as a habit, I don't think you can, you can keep sending out top-end lottery talent to get rid of bad contracts. 
Yeah, well, no, then you just sign more bad contracts and you get more good draft picks and then you just trade them out and you're just like a asset production factory. I, I don't I know. Think, like I a think, Lakers I mean, are a money laundering scheme. I think that's how Rob Hennigan was doing things in Orlando and he just got hired again by Oklahoma City, so... There you go. There you go. But uh, the the one other thing that I did want to note from tonight, because I think that we've beaten the Brandon Ingram, uh, mm-hmm. like the last nail into that coffin for tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing... Uh, Luke Walton did say that Tyler Ennis was one tonight that he was one of the surprises of training camp so far and that he's been really good. And I, I, I frankly, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the other game, I thought it was just that he didn't have the T-shirt under the jersey, but tonight he even overcame that and played pretty well. And so I think uh, I, I think he's locked up the backup point guard spot. Yeah, the I think he's gonna like he was always kind of gonna be the favorite, but he's been better than I thought he'd be. Like he's 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 fine. Like he's he's never gonna be an all star or anything, but he's all right. Caruso is a two-way guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because I'd, yeah, I'd so like I, to see I, see I'd like to see more of Caruso. I, I, it's in tiny little stretches. He's not getting very many very many minutes. Uh, but I'd like to see a little bit more from from Caruso. Vander Blue has been kind of a disappointment uh, in the in the short stretches that I've seen him, and we've seen almost you know none of him, but. I think he's out there, and he and and you know it kind of makes sense because he's out there. He thinks he's playing for his NBA life, uh, but I think he's kind of forcing forcing things a little too much. We haven't even seen Briante Weber. Have we seen him at all? Uh, he played zero minutes tonight. Well, uh, I'm guessing he got in there at some point, and I just like missed it because it says that he it says that he has zero minutes. So that means he like whatever he did, he didn't play a full minute. So it's probably at the end of the game. Yeah, so I I, I I think he might have been in there for like the very last possession, which like yeah. just, it's kind of a dick move by the coaching staff. But um, I don't I don't think he's in the discussion anymore. The other guy whose name I I the the big with the neck DJ Beecham, uh, Steven Zimmerman, Zimmerman. Oh, sorry, yeah, Zimmerman. You meant yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think he has a chance at, at making it. Uh, we'll see no, what Andrew not Bogut. Since they signed Bogut. Yeah, I don't. I, we'll see what Bogut looks like when he gets out there. I think that's kind of the only last question mark on this on this team, right? Is whether or not Bogut makes it through training camp. Uh, his visa stuff is figured out, so he should be able to be be able to play here in the next one or two games. I would hope. Yeah, I, I think Bogut's going to make the team. I, I would I would probably say so too. Uh, it, I I can't get over the I can't get over the the overlap between uh, Brooke Lopez, um, Evita Zubats, and Andrew Bogut. I'd like to I'd you know I've I've actually really liked Thomas Bryant. Yeah, you got you got to lock up as many centers as you can in the current NBA. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, any any last final notes before we sign off here? And, and uh... no, I think that that's all I had from tonight's game. I, I think you know more. It was more preseason basketball. They looked a little better tonight at times. Um, I, I just thought like the offense looked a little bit more fluid than it did the other night. But it, it's this is going to be a work in progress. They're a young team. Do you think we see Kuzma in the starting lineup before the regular season? No. I hope we I hope we get some of it. I'd I'd especially like to see him and Brooke Lopez out there together. You didn't ask what I hope, you asked what I thought. All right, well do you hope you see it before the No, I don't I don't care, I'm a journalist. <laughs> I just wanted to irritate you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that does it for this show. Uh 
Look, we only have two games under our belt, so of course we're going to look a little more closely than we than we maybe necessarily should. Uh, I can't help it because we went so long without having actual basketball to be able to watch as we did. Uh, we got to watch. I got to watch Dwight Howard look like garbage tonight for the Charlotte Hornets. So that was also fun. Did you get? Did you catch any of that? I did not. It was. It was fun. He looked terrible. Just. Just outright awful. So that was for those for those of you Superman Laker man is in the building. <laughs> yeah, for those of you Laker fans who are looking for something to hang your head on, uh, always look towards Dwight Howard because it already looks like his teammates hate him. Hate him like all of them. <laughs> that that report that the people that multiple players in Atlanta cheered out loud when he got traded was <laughs> that that's going on the the headstone of Dwight's career. Yeah. Yeah, and remember, remember when people thought it was Kobe's fault that the chemistry didn't work on that team? That was fun. Yeah, nobody wants to play with Kobe. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, we will talk to you again manana. I am Anthony Irwin. That is Harrison Fagan. You can find our shows on Audioboom, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Alexa, and Spotify. Harrison will be dropping some of these shows into Lakers Nation articles whenever he can, so... If you read him over there, you've officially started. Have you written your first article there for, for Lakers Nation? It's been written. It was going to drop today, but the events uh, you know, going on Sunday night in Las Vegas and obviously thoughts and prayers to everybody affected by yeah. that. It just like it would have felt a little weird to drop. Like it's about how fun the Lakers season is. And so that should be up as of when most of you are probably listening to this. And or how fun the Lakers season is most likely going to be. It's about that. And so it just, I don't know, it would have felt a little weird dropping it this morning. And so we decided to hold off. No, that was probably. But I will have that up. And then I have a couple other things that I'm going to write tonight, probably. That is probably the right move. Uh, I am also, I also can't help but laugh at the number of times you made fun of me for making that same exact point. And that's your first article on Lakers Nation. So suck it, Trebek. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, Harrison's going to shoot me now.